Awesome. All right. So officially welcome to everyone. Really, really pumped about this. I feel like food service is this mysterious world in the in the CPG landscape. And it is amazing, right? So our goal over this call and several other calls is kind of demystify you guys and equip you so you're ready to dive in or or grow more into that into the space. So brief intro, my name is Matt Cotton, uh, here with uh, friend and VP Christy McGill at Rooted Food Sales. So we are a, a boutique food service brokerage, working with some of the best brands in natural food space, uh, Health Aid, Calling Power, Purely Elizabeth, Sweet Lawrence, to name a few. And like I said, yeah, our goal today is we're just going to choose one topic and get in there. So get in there for about 15 minutes and then do about 15 minutes-ish of questions. So today's topic uh, is what are the what are the channels in food service? So for each one, we're going to share the channel, who titles may be uh, for your outreach, what the best trade show is, and then what the distributors may be uh, for, for that. And then certainly welcome to stay on audio. Uh, if you want to pop your face on, we'll be, we'll be pumped, but all good either way. All right. I'm going to screen share here and we will dive in. And then at the, just to jump in Matt. So Please. as, as Matt and I are talking, um, if you have questions along the way and you want to start to put those into the chat, that would be amazing. Um, once he and I kind of finish, then we'll move over to looking at questions. I will pull questions from the chat and then I can call on you guys to, if you want to kind of jump on and provide a little bit of more clarity around your question and we'll dive into them together. All right. Just confirming. Christy, you can see my screen, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Primary channel number one of six, starting off with my favorite. I had to play favorite. So college and university. We don't really need examples there, but, you know, anywhere from a Boston University to a USC uh, going coast to coast. The decision makers or who you should reach out to is actually the most interesting for college university because you have a few different people and it's going to matter if you're a front of house brand versus a back of house brand so when i say back of house think uh, an empanada or frying oil delivering to a kitchen and then a front of house brand a, a snack or a beverage delivering near the register so it's going to matter a little bit in general if you're a back of house item you're gonna be reaching out to the director of food service, the executive chef, or the buyer. If you're a front of house item, a package good, you're gonna be reaching out to the director of retail, the buyer, or the dietitian. So the dietitian actually is sometimes a sneaky decision maker for, for, for both. I, didn't, I know I didn't say it the first time for back of house. Uh, often more, more especially right, if you have those health attributes, better for you, allergen friendly, clean label, whatever it may be. So those are your decision makers. As far as your distributors, if you're back of house selling uh, more of an ingredient to a kitchen, that's going to be the big four national ones are Cisco, U.S. Foods, PFG, GFS. 
and then certainly hundreds of regional independents, but those are the big four. If you're front of house, most likely it's gonna go through either UNFI, KG, uh, NCD, National Convenience Distributors, uh, or Cormark would be the big four there. And your best opportunity at doing a show is gonna be NACUFs. N-A-C-U-F-S. NACUFs is the largest college food service dining organization. They Once you're a member, you actually get access to a lot of uh, the people you should be reaching out to. Um, they put on five shows a year. They put on four regional shows, which are in the month of March. And then they put on a national show, which is in uh, July rotating uh, uh, locations. This year, the national show is in Baltimore. They're, they're incredible, incredible shows. So that's what I would say there. Moving along. So we have quick serve restaurants or referred to in our world as the acronym QSR or restaurant chains. So QSR, the big examples would be anywhere from like a salad bowl type place like Sweet Green or a coffee shop like Starbucks uh, or a smoothie shop like Jamba Juice. And then we have more traditional restaurants like a Cheesecake Factory of the World or 99, if we want to name really, really big examples. The buyer here is going to be, this is going to be a culinary driven cell or outreach. So it's going to be the head of culinary or the executive chef is gonna be your outreach here. And the distributor is gonna be the Cisco, US Foods, PFG, GFS, which is Gordon Food Service. The best show for this channel would be the NRA show, the National Restaurant Association show. That is in Chicago for four days every May. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is the best traditional restaurant show but every uh, channel listed here is at that show. Um, so that's what I would recommend there. As far as convenience, so convenience stores, right? Like Wawa, Sheets, Racetrack, depending on what part of the country you are in. Convenience kind of operates the most similar to grocery. Who you're going to be reaching out to is going to be uh category manager. If you're reaching out to uh, a C store of, of size, call it 50, 75 units plus, it's going to be a category manager, whether it's beverage, center store, food service. Your distributors are going to be, the, there's two big national ones. There's Cormark and McLean. And then there's uh, EB Brown, NCD, which is in the Northeast. Uh, those are going to be your big distributors there. And your show is going to be Nax, which, as you can imagine, it is an absolute trip, a convenience store show, especially when it's in Vegas. It is in Vegas every other year and then uh, a different part of the country on that on that off year, on that off Vegas year. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that is convenience. Business and industry. So that's going to be. LinkedIn, Google, Netflix, Meta. Your distributors here. This channel, so direct is pretty rare in food service. 
for BNI direct is a thing. Um, and then also your distributors are going to be Blue Star Vending. Uh, UNFI actually does a, a bunch of BNI distribution. Uh, and then Vistar uh, as well for that channel. And you're, who you're going to reach out to is going to be executive chef, the buyer. And then I will say this channel, sometimes they have like a creative name for the individual in, in, in charge of getting free snacks to their employees. So it could be, it could be employee retention, uh, uh, you know, uh, employee excellence, uh, culinary excellence. So sometimes you have to do a little more digging and scrappiness to find the right person there. Travel. So when we speak about travel, we're speaking about airport. And it's really, it's not one-off. It, it, there's a three or four big management companies for travel. So Hudson News or HMS Host uh, or Parities or SIBO are kind of the big ones. And these are the convenience stores in the airports. Um, amazing channel. The volume can be outrageous, outrageously good. Um, and it is a pricier channel to do, to do business there. The distributors for travel could be yeah, U.S. Foods, uh, Vistar, UNFI, or Direct are going to be your travel distributors. And as far as travel decision makers, it's going to be more the categories as well. You're going to have certain people seeing over beverage, snacks, food service. And then last but not least, for primary, we have vending. So the big vending examples would be Blue Star Vending and Canteen. Your decision makers are also going to be category managers. And yeah, you're just the biggest vending distributor is going to be Vistar. And then the big broadliner, Cisco US Foods, poke around there, some of the convenience distributors. But Vistar is the biggest national distributor uh, for vending. So that covers our primary channels. And then we'll just briefly touch upon some of the secondaries that we dabble into. Um, and if we have more time, I could speak about why uh, it's more of a dabble. Um, but so we have concessions, so stadium, like you're selling to the Red Sox um, or the New York football giants into where their hot dogs and beers are sold. Healthcare, meaning hospitals or, or nursing homes as well. Home meal delivery, uh, the blue aprons of the world. Hotel, hospitality. Grocery prepared foods. This is more, you know, not if you're a front of house item, but if you're selling a, a back of house item, selling to grocery prepared foods, obviously where the salad bar is and, and the warm food, uh, whole foods or whatever your, your go-to store is. And then last but not least is athletics. So different from concessions where you're selling to the consumers and the participants and the ticket holders, athletics, which is also direct business, is selling directly to the collegiate, you know, to LSU for the athletes or to the professional team. Um, so that in our world, and the list could go on, but for our world, those are our primary channels and those are our secondary channels. And I hope that was interesting. And we're right at uh, 
13 minutes and uh, we would love to field any questions. There are six questions, awesome. That's Christy, Christy Bantering. All right, if you have any questions, feel free to put it in the chat or please just raise your virtual hand or your real hand and we'll see you and we would love to take questions. Alicia, please. Hi, Matt. Hi, Christy. Hello. I have a question about, <clears throat> let's say I'm putting a go-to-market strategy together for food service and I'm, I'm new to it. I'm just wondering, there's obviously a couple options to go. Um, thinking through this in the sense of do I go local and look at like all of like, for example, if I'm in a certain market, what's the best route for me if, if I want to grow or dabble into this, but you know, is it my market? And I, I look at all the primary um, channels that you were talking about, or do I go one channel and go more like local, regional, national, that kind of thing. I mean, as far as a go-to-market, is there, have you seen anything that's more successful or, you know, what have you seen personally? Thanks. Yes, I have a lot here. Christy, you want to, I'll give you some space. To... You go for it. You, you've got a lot to say. And I'm coughing over here. So <laughs> I'm recovering from an illness. So you catch me in and out. <laughs> So, and we'll, at some point we'll do a whole 30, 30 minutes on this. So, yeah, I would choose two or three channels that really make sense for you. Uh, and then, yeah, get after it with the attributes that matter. And one of them is local. Local matters a lot, especially with college and university, which should be one of your two to three primary channels to start. So you're in you're in Michigan, you reach out to Michigan and Michigan State, you 100%, you're gonna drop that you're clean label, allergen friendly, whatever it may be, and you're gonna share that you're local because that means a lot in college and university. And I would say almost the most important thing to keep in mind is that you don't want to spin your wheels. And what I mean by that, if you go after Jane's single unit juice shop and Jane wants your product, is not enough. The distributor will not care and nothing will happen in it. You'll just spin your wheels. So you want to make sure you're going after at least seven, that, that Jane has at least seven units, that she has at least seven locations. So when she wants product, that, that she'll be able to most likely get it from her distributor. Um, so I would say as far as a go-to-market strategy, that's incredibly important to keep in mind. Um, and when outreaching, yeah, I would I would start local, especially if it's more regional, especially if you don't, right, if you don't have national support with a sales team and, and you really just want to do it well from the beginning, get into those few early accounts and then support them, right? Whether it's supporting the distributor to grow that business or supporting the operator, which we can talk about in another call. But yeah, I, I would 100% start, choose two or three channels. Start local, please. I would jump in too with that. Like all of these, you know, we named large distributors, right? But all of these have a regionalized, you know, if you start to search, you can find a regional vending organization, a more regional C store distributor. So you can attack there and start to build more of a story for yourself to help you go after some of these larger scale end users and larger scale distributors. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you, Alicia. That was, that was a fun question to answer. All right, so 
building food service sell sheets. So this is, yeah, so many differences. And that will be another call, retail versus food service. But a difference in food service is the vast majority of the time, it's, you're, it's not going to be a gap. It's going to be a simple two-pager. You know, food service is not about the, the data or the big story. It is about pulling at the heartstrings, making the connection, sharing about those key two to three attributes. Um, and it's not data. It's, it's, it's really just sharing about a couple of few successes, even if those are successes are a retail name drop, like, like a Whole Foods or Sprouts, whatever it may be. Um, so the direct answer to that question is, I would say it's a two, it's a simple two pager highlighting like the, the specialness of the brand. And, and, um, and if it's a back of house item sharing what the application may be. Uh, yeah, Christy, anything you want to add there? Yeah, the only thing I would add there is if you have, if you you should obviously know who your big competitors are, and we're finding it's working very well to to lead with how you're different from them. You know, similar to retail, but some very simple chart that's highlighting your different attributes against your top two competitors that they may have seen, or that you happen to know they're already carrying within your category. Awesome. All right. I hope, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Short, sweet, powerful. And what Christy shared uh, as well. No, no decks, unless you're talking to like Cisco corporate, then maybe you can add on a third page instead of just two. Um, yeah. So what type of responses do you see from food service channels when a product has sustainable allergen-free plant-based organic attributes? Do you see the demand increase? So a hundred percent. And thank you, Cam. A hundred percent. And it matters the channel, right? If you reach out to like Joe's gas station, no. Um, but to stay with the C store example, that actually matters, even if it's just a sum of the store, matters more and more, even in the convenience channel. But college and university, massive QSR, right? It, it matters, right? If you're talking about McDonald's, but even there, probably, I mean, I guess you have beyond and impossible. So in general, yes, booming. And you go to the new product halls uh, at these shows I mentioned, and you're going to see those kind of attributes. Sustainability. Sustainability yeah. is becoming more and more to the forefront, right? Especially within the, the business and industry channel. So, you know, knowing that yeah. ahead of time, they're looking more for that. And then obviously the regenerative pieces, we're seeing more for that, as well as upcycling is continuing to be, you know, that's carrying over from retail and is very hot within food service right now. Yeah, we carry one upcycle brand and it is being incredibly well received. Um, and and we're, we're, we're working with some large operators who are not comfortable carrying plastic, single use plastic at this point. So the sustainable is, is a big deal. Um, Julie from our team just pointed out, and I, I've seen that work very well, um, the give back messaging. If you're doing some sort of give back campaign that seems to be really resonating, helping you differentiate against, you know, other brands who maybe are not. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. All right. Review periods. So this was asked specifically for college and university. So the answer is no and yes. So there's, there's better times of the year to be outreaching to a college and university. 
if you're back of house and you're an ingredient and you're going to find your way onto a menu, it is more tactical here and more sensitive here. So, you know, finding your way onto a fall semester menu, you're going to have mid late March through mid July to work your way onto a fall semester menu. And for January, you know, mid January, you're going to be, you're going to have the mid September to early mid 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 November to work your way onto a menu. If you're a package good, those periods are the best time to outreach, but they can always put you on shelf, right? They can always add a add a bag of chips if, if they're if they're psyched. Um and then and then the obvious, right? Like the first week back on campus, first couple of weeks back will not be the time of outreach or the time the the week before. And also to know if you don't have distribution, yeah, you're you're gonna need this piece if you have distribution, you can be outreaching closer to the semester. But if you don't have distribution, even if there's interest, it will take a minimum of six weeks to, to get that distributor up and running and be able to get them product. Christy, good there. Anything to add? Good. I think the how yes. you would advise a startup or a younger company to navigate if you do not have a ton of spend available. So that's a great one because you don't need to have a ton of spend available specifically for food service channels outside of C-Store and then travel, which are the ones that are going to have the heavier fees involved in it. Personally, I think that goes back to starting in that more localized market, you know, kind of when we were talking about Alicia's question. So, it, you know, if you're a fit for college, what are your local colleges and going after those and starting to kind of dig in around you locally, but if you don't have the resources to support a larger, more, you know, national look at food service, because it's, it is more fragmented. So the time to go after it all is, is hefty, right? And if you're navigating it as a younger startup, time is valuable from a monetary standpoint as well. Um, so I, I feel pretty strongly that that's, that is really localizing within your region, right? It's the biggest net, metro around you that you can start to tap into and build that story yeah 100 um hugh if i'm pronouncing your name correctly and if i'm not i apologize and i appreciate the linkedin support your question if you're carried by us foods for example so cisco whatever the distributor may be is it a good idea to list the specific item codes for your items on the sell sheet 100 percent once you get into a distributor, you get into U.S. Foods, you should have your contact info and you should have your brand as well as the U.S. Foods, like just both there, make them feel special. And then you should have the item number uh, for the SKUs that are set up with codes, 100%. Because you want to make it as easy as possible for the distributor rep or the operator to buy your product. Like if they have to look it up and they don't find it at first, like, right, everyone's short on time. So your your item code 100% should be on there. And even if you're out, you know, you might get your wrist slapped but by the distributor, but better to ask for forgiveness. Even if let's say you're in U.S. Foods, Norwich, which is like New England, Connecticut area, and you're reaching out to U.S. Foods out west where you don't have distribution, you should still have the U.S. codes numbers on there. And if someone's and if someone's like, oh, "Are you no? We're set up with U.S. Foods approved vendor. Here are the item numbers," and it, it will make them think it's easier to get product, which is what you want. Um, 
Kate will take you up on that link if you have it. Uh, I, think, I think we got through all of them, unless I'm missing any. If, um, if I'm missing someone's or you have a question, you want to raise your hand, we can take it verbally as well. But I believe we got through them all. Yeah. So let's give this a moment. Thank you. And um, yeah, to wrap, those, what I showed you are the primary channels in food service. Uh, to Alicia's great question, the go-to-market strategy, which will be its own, you know, massively important and fun conversation, go-to-market strategy, it's choosing two or three, ideally local, regional, um, for those channels and going after accounts where you don't spin your wheels. Uh, that is the most important thing. And hopefully you guys feel equipped of who to reach out to. And I'll, I'll leave you with, uh, with a little uh, juicy secret for college and university. So college and university, to find out the decision maker, sometimes, right? Some of these channels can get super scrappy on LinkedIn, Google. College and university is, is a layup the majority of the time. So all you're going to do is you're going to be like UMass Amherst dining. And then you Google that and it will say meet the team. And you're like, sure, I would love to meet the team. And then it's going to be like, well, here's the buyer. Here's the dietitian. Here's the head of culinary. So it will, you know, if I had to say a percentage, I would say 70 to 75% of the time, just by a Google search, you, you will find out who the decision makers are at college and university. And when they don't list everyone, they usually list the dietitian. And that and to Kim's question, they usually have a head of sustainability at certain schools. So and, that and usually, usually, usually their phone number and email are listed as well. So the only thing within colleges, you know, to note, right, is a lot of them are managed. So if you're seeing, you know, an, an, an at compass email, that would definitely alert you to the fact that it's a managed school and probably at the stage you're at would be one you'd want to avoid because it'll be a much more uphill battle. But usually it's all right there on their website. And I would say that they, if there's anybody to cold call on the phone, if you can't get through, they seem to sit at their desk. Not that they love that, but they do seem to sit there. Yeah. So it's great. So um, thank you guys very much. This is our first time doing this. Christy and I are really enthused about this. This is very fun for us to do. And there's just so many topics we can get into. So please continue. Just um, be make sure you're connected with me, Christy, or Rooted on LinkedIn. Uh, in the next couple of days, we'll post about the next one just so it's up. And also send me or Christy a DM of what other topics. I have like seven, eight, nine that I'm really excited for, but please, or uh, it'd be great. So thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. Christy, how will we share the, oh, we'll post it on LinkedIn probably after the holidays, the, the follow-up link. So, and if you, so, if I had your email, you can, I'll send you an email of it as well. Cool. Thank you guys very much. I hope this was helpful and valuable. Uh, happy holidays to all. Bye guys. Thank you.